This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Um, Stanley, so you're going to do that hunger strike, that 10-day hunger fast? Oh, man. I, I, do- I, I, I'm going to go for it. In solidarity with the church, I will do a one-day whiskey strike. <laughs> I have to I have to do a one day fast for Yom Kippur, so I'll oh, just nice. combine the uh, Jewish Day of Atonement. <laughs> Dude, hey, your, your mom's gonna be so happy. Oh my, I'm so proud of you, Alyssa. You are cheating. No, listen. Uh, you know what? I do a lot of activism, a lot of sh- social justice type stuff. But one of the few things I don't do is fast because I get really hangry, and it's not cool. You get hangry when oh, yeah, you fast. Know, you know that's the same way. Yeah, I get really hangry, and then no, I honestly I get sick. Like I get mm. really nauseous and stuff because I have to eat. Like yeah. my blood sugar drops really low. Oh. Okay. I think most people. Well, Sorry. guys, if you're just tuning in, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. This is Stanley Fritz here with Selena Hill and Alyssa Fuchs. We just finished having an amazing conversation about the Pope's encyclical on climate change, and we had the help of Patrick Corlon. I keep butchering his name. Thank goodness he's not here to send me to the woodshed because he probably would. No, he's a really nice guy. And he's he was the executive director of the Franciscan Action Network. We learned a lot. I think everyone here is still pumped up net, but now it is time to talk about the news, Alyssa. Yeah, so speaking of the news and keeping with our religious theme, I have some local news for you. Uh-huh. So um, our favorite church, the, the Attila Church up here in Harlem, oh, um, who's constantly you know, in the news, mostly for the signs about uh, that are very anti-gay and uh, getting people in the neighborhood mad because their kids have to pass them by, as Selena pointed out, and also the great video of the lesbian woman who shows up and asks uh, to be stoned and says she's there for her stone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't see that like a year ago. Anyway, so the church actually just got fined $1,850, and they may get fined even further because they got found guilty of five environmental control board regulations for making illegal alterations to the church without getting the necessary permits that are required mm-hmm. by the city of New York, and that includes installing that large sign that they use to write Ooh. those anti-gay messages. God. Now, they see it even though they got fined as a win, because they were told that they could leave the sign up and retroactively pay to seek the permits. But if they do not do that, they are actually going to get fined even further for continuously violating the law, which is similar to something we're going to talk about later in the show during the quickie about saying, well, I don't have to, you know, I'm going to use my religion to justify why I don't have to do something that I otherwise have to do in secular life. And in this situation, it would be get the correct permits if you want to build stuff on your church. This is not good. He's probably at the church right now saying that the government is trying to persecute him because he tells the truth and he's going to raise that 1800 plus a little extra in like 10 minutes I'm not happy about this. I think somebody finally snitched on him. I think that because there's been so much controversy and people within the neighborhood and across the nation have been speaking out about his, the anti-gay signs that he posts right in front of the church. I think somebody was just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to look a little further and you're going to get in trouble. He actually, the violations include removing the second floor balcony without permission, replacing the ironwork, installing a marble fence on Lenox Avenue and putting up a new door on 123rd Street along with the church sign and of course he has come out and said that him and other churches in Harlem who have similar signs are being singled out because of their anti-gay messages Um, but I really don't think that's what this is about this is about very simple thing which is you have to have certain working permits if you don't have them you're going to get fined when he was just talking crap about Barack Obama and Michelle Obama nobody was saying nothing when he said Barack Obama long leg Mac daddy from a white mother (laughs) and then he said Michelle Obama should be shooting free throws in the WNBA and everybody was like, wow, he's crazy. Oh, well. 
Right. No, <laughs> it, it, it's true. Um, all right, guys. So speaking of other crazy things that happened mm-hmm. uh, in Texas, in San Antonio, San Antonio, actually, there, there was this Hispanic man who became a victim of a police shooting. So there's actually a video of him with his hands high up in the air. He didn't even have a shirt on. And you see two deputies open fire and fatally shoot him. Now, the bystander who actually took the video, if you watch the video, you see that you can't see his left arm, the victim's left arm, like moments before the shooting. So I think the police are going to say, well, oh, he was reaching for something in, with his left arm because you can't really see it. But the witnesses say, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I, You know, I saw it with my own eyes. His hands were up in the air. Wow. So, so far, um, San Antonio, San Antonio, they actually did take immediate action after the video was released and they have installed they've invested one million dollars so that all police officers within the department will start wearing body cameras because the deputies didn't have body cameras and if they had the body cameras on we could have saw a better view of what exactly happened and actually i did a quickie uh, i think it was two or three weeks ago now on the issue of body cameras and all the issues surrounding that with respect to the new york city pilot program so if you want more information about body cameras and kind of the of body cameras and the cons, definitely check out our archive shows. Uh, hit the podcast, uh, um, maybe hit Scatter Radio. It's probably up there as well. But hit, uh, you know, fi- you can definitely find that episode, and you should definitely check it out. It's a great segment. And if you just want to call in and let us know how you feel about this or other news stories, please number is two one two six five zero six nine zero three. But guys, I want to talk about. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so much. I want to talk about something that actually happened um, last week. And I'm a little late, guys, but um, Jeb Bush calling undocumented people anchor babies. You didn't hear about that? No, I heard about that. I, I, which actually got less traction than the fight yeah. that him and Stephen Colbert got in. He got to a fight with Stephen Colbert? Yeah, because what? he was fundraising off of his appearance on Stephen Colbert's show. He told people that he was going to give away a ticket and fly them to New York to attend Stephen Colbert's show if they donated $3 to his campaign. And Stephen Colbert got really mad and was like, you can't fundraise off my first show and ask people for money. And if you're going to do that, like, I want a cut of it. So then Stephen <laughs> Colbert started a fundraiser basically not for his campaign, but said, if you donate a dollar, then I will, you know, potentially give away a ticket to the show and I will donate all the money to the Wounded Warrior or this other mm. program for veterans. Yeah. And then Jeb, of course, fired back saying, okay, well, we'll lower it to a dollar and I will match your donation to the veterans thing. Oh, but like God. still didn't still said that they were going to try and fundraise off of it. So, you know, what? here's what I have to say about that, which is Stephen Colbert, especially now that he's not going to be in character anymore and he's doing the night you know that show historically David Letterman has had the ability to make you or break you Mm -hmm. as a presidential candidate that was really not a good move on top of the anchor baby he should have just said sorry I'm getting cable and you know should we start calling Donald Trump's wives anchor wives they come here to get their citizenship I think think that's inappropriate (laughs) no I mean based with his I'm not saying I'm saying that I mean people have been saying that because of Donald Trump's rhetoric about immigration yeah. oh yeah i mean well speaking of immigration and anchors there was this latina news anchor who's been getting so much hate because she decides to pronounce spanish words in spanish so we all what? know that so we all know that mesa is the third largest city in arizona and it's been you're supposed to pronounce it mesa but the na- the white natives call it mesa 
So she's been saying Mesa and Grand Canyon or, you know, with the accent, and she's getting so much hate mail. So she actually decided this past week to address them, and she did it very unapologetically and very eloquently and said, you know what, guys? I've lived in Spain. I grew up in Colombia. I've traveled internationally, and it has brought in my perspective on words and language. And what I try to do um, with my position is pronounce the words how they're supposed to be pronounced. And plus, I'm Spanish, so, and she kind of said, get over it. And I was just like, yes. Good for her. Yes. White people get mad at a lot of stuff. <laughs> like when we were at the movies the other day? Yes. Can we talk about that for like yes. a half a second? So, it's sort of like a news story. So, guys, we went to go see Straight Outta Compton um, on Thursday, and we're in there hanging out, and I guess someone was smoking no, a cigarette. No, somebody was smoking. Someone was smoking a cigarette in the theater, and then some guy's like, stop smoking your effing cigarette. God. So <laughs> and then Stanley was like, so man, I- white people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just spoke to like the sense of entitlement that he had. Like, me as a black woman, I was just like, oh, man, someone's smoking. Let me continue to watch the movie. But he was like, no, man, you put that out right now. And I was like, whoa. I mean, he was right, but like, you don't do that. If you did that in Harlem, he would have had a situation. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, if I was at, like, a majority black theater, you how would that have went down? You can't do that in Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson <laughs> come out that screen and show you something. No, but For real. You shouldn't smoke in theaters, and I think we all agreed with his sentiment, but it's just like, bro, how do you, how do you think this would have, like, moved forward? Like, if this person was really about that life and pressed you, how do you think that would have went? And the person just smoked the entire movie. It felt like they smoked like two cigarettes at a time after the person said Yo, that. Yo, get an electronic cigarette for those situations. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Yes. You can, like, nobody's going to notice if you're puffing on an e-cig because yeah. it, like, doesn't smell. My friend was smoking one at that theater. I won't say who it was, but anyways, oh. guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking. Know. Speaking of people who make a scene for no reason. Rapper Nicki Minaj at the oh, VMAs. Sandy, yes. that wasn't nice. Yes, but it's true. So at the VMAs, as you guys know, um, Nicki Minaj was very upset when she did not get an award for her Anaconda video. But didn't she? She won an award for Anaconda. Yeah, no, but no. she didn't win Best Video, I think it was. She wasn't nominated, she for, wasn't best nominated for Best Video. And, and right. she went on social media and she began to say, oh, um, I'm upset about this. If I was white and skinny, people would like it. And I'm tired of the way that the media interprets black women's bodies. And Taylor Swift just jumped all up in her mentions like, why are you talking about me? I didn't do anything. But they worked out their beef. The real yes. beef at the VMA seemed was, to be between her and Miley. I'm trying to get there. So Miley was asked about it in a New York Times interview, and she said, well, like I feel like Nicki Minaj made it about herself, and I didn't like the tone that she used to do it. And I think that Nicki Minaj is mean, and you don't have to do that. So Nicki She Min- said the word mean? Yeah. Wow. So Nicki Minaj took exception to this, and when she got her award... Um, in front of thousands of people, she said, well, I want to talk about the little B who has something to say about me. What's good, Miley? Miley? what's good? Yeah. A lot of people were talking about, though, whether or not that was staged. What do you think? It wasn't staged, apparently. And if if it was staged, okay, that's one thing. But if it wasn't staged, can I just say that, first of all, Nicki Minaj always claims she's from Southside Jamaica, Queens. She's from the hood. And everyone knows, well, I don't know about you guys know, but hood rules state you get no points for picking a fight with somebody you know you can beat. Mm. And you also get no points for picking a fight in a place you know the person is not going to clap back. That's like the, the dude that was in the theater going, oh, stop effing smoking. You weren't expecting him to clap back. You don't get points for being bold. Yeah, that would have no, been a good fight, when though. No one's like, don't say that those are adults. <laughs> when no one's going to like talk back to you. If you really had an issue with it, why didn't you press her backstage? And then also, Nicki Minaj goes to awards and straight up does not know what she's getting awards for. We witnessed this, Selena, at the BET Awards, where she straight up disrespects the institution and the award. And now she's mad and wants to bring up social justice issues when she never talks about them? I mean, well, the thing is, I'm 
I kind of appreciated the fact that she did bring the issue to light and press Miley no, in front of no, everyone. She, she won an award for Anaconda. She won yeah, but Best she, Female Video for that no, video. No, it was like Best Rapper. It was oh, Best no, Hip Hop right, Video. Right, not best, best, you're right, Best Hip Hop Video. Uh, I apologize. Is, you know, big difference. And the thing is, with, with the, when she addressed Miley Cyrus, I think Miley had handled it very well. And she was like, congratulations, well, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of said, like, Nick, if you want to talk, we can do this offline. Like an adult. Yeah, Nikki she Nikki is 33 years old. Well, Miley Cyrus is 22. She does everything for attention. And then also, like, she didn't talk about social justice issues. She made it about herself when she right. complained she on did. Twitter. Yes, which she I did. did. Oh, go, go on. I was going to say, speaking of somebody that makes it about themselves, did you catch the Kanye rant that went on for yeah, forever, he, ever? Yeah, and people are praising him. This guy is talking about, oh, we got to save our kids from materialism. Then he sells $700 sneakers. Are you serious? Well, the highlight of the rant is when he announced that she's running for president. But it was in everything that came before that. It was just like ridiculous. It started out really good. Yeah. It was like him and Taylor Swift were sort of apologizing to each other. And she was saying, you know, I really like Kanye. I've always liked Kanye since his college dropout album and you know like we had our beef but it's over now and like you know then he came up and he was like you know appreciative of her but then he like went into some I don't even know what he was talking he about and then it like kept, kept going on and it kept going on and then he was like yeah I'm a little high right now <laughs> and then you're like what is going on yeah. in fact when I re-watched it because I watched it the first time and then I re-recorded it because it cut the last like five minutes of it off and I wanted yeah. to like get the whole thing and they actually cropped <laughs> his speech in the re-recorded version. They, yeah. like, cropped out part of it, and they wow. cropped out the whole beginning where he's just standing on stage and oh, he's, like, yeah. exasperated and he can't figure out what to say. Um, like, they cropped all of that because well, it was just, like, it ran so long. And when you were watching it live, you are like, okay, like, I think he's making some good points here and there, but, like, why what is, he is talking about? Yeah, like, what is going on well, right now? Well, I appreciate Kanye because he's authentic. And the fact that he took five minutes just walking, pacing back and forth to get his thoughts together than to spit some incoherent rant. It just was another Kanye moment that goes down in history. And and what what happened? I hate to interrupt you, but Miss Deborah has a really good news story she wants to share. Miss Deborah, please let your voice be heard. Hi guys, how you doing? Hi, Miss Deborah. Uh, what about Idris Elba? I think she's talking about when the Anthony Horowitz. Yeah, the writer for um, James Bond. Who's he now said, in charge of writing James Bond fiction? Yeah, he said that he was too street to play 007. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is I, I need to run because I have something to do. I don't even have the radio on. You know, people of color need to come together and write their own stories. You want to be a spy? Be your own spy and write your own stuff and create your own stuff. Then you don't have to worry about people saying they're sorry. Let him go ahead and say what he wants to say. You know what it is? When I look at this last, I, I swear, and I don't have anything against this last James Bond, I really don't even remember him. I don't remember his name. You put somebody in here like this after the last James Bond, it's just like making that other person, like, just, it's like erasing him. This is not a man that you're going to forget. Yeah. Oh. This is not a man you're going to forget. And I had seen him get an award one time, and when he was on stage and his accent, which is British, uh, people, uh, I, I swear to God, the guy that used to play, he played a woman, um, Tootsie. What's his name? Tootsie? Yeah, the guy who used to play Tootsie. Oh, okay. In the movie. They put the 
camera directly on him and his other little minions at the table. And they seem to be, they, I don't know why they thought it was, I don't know if they thought that he was faking his accent, mm -hmm. but, you know, they were very, they looked very condescending. And he was basically thanking people and he thanked his, his kid or whatever. And then he left the stage. I think he would be magnificent. Right. Thank you very much for that, Ms. Deborah. He definitely went. And Ms. Deborah, though I agree wholeheartedly that people of color should create and write their own stories and award shows to appreciate each other, I still think that it was wrong for anyone to make a stereotypical comment, especially when the actor has so much credential and so much talent, and you're just saying it based on the color of his skin. Is but... he calling him street because of, like, um, because of... He has a, he's British. What's that, what's that show that white people love? Which one? Alyssa, the Which show the white, about Baltimore. White people love this show. The, uh, the Wire. Yes, there we go, because he was in The Wire. Like, is that why? Like, it's, it's it just doesn't doesn't make sense. But there's another thing that doesn't make sense, and I, I wanted to bring it up because last week we spoke about gun violence and ways to prevent it. And again, there's another incident that happened just this past week. This 11-year-old boy was home alone with his four-year-old sister, and he supposedly um, supposedly there was an intruder who was trying to break into his house around 2:30 p.m. in the afternoon, and the intruder happened to be 16 years old. So after like two or three attempts to tried to get into the house he apparently like walked through the front door because it was um unlocked and the 11 year old boy shot him and then he said well he was trying to break in but witnesses are saying um that's not what happened they actually were speaking to each other he approached him and it might have been over an iphone but what the cops are saying is where was the mother where were the parents and why did he have access to this gun if you're gonna buy a firearm and you have a legal permit you should put it in a safe place where children do not have access i just don't get the common sense. They like, how do you six, miss that? The 16-year-old Yes, he, the 11-year-old boy killed the 16-year-old boy, and he happened to be his, like, not his neighbor, but he lived in the neighborhood. Listen. Yeah, no, Horrible. I mean, listen, I think the point, the salient point is, if you're a parent, like, you know what, a lot of parents teach their, teach their children how to use firearms, and, you know, in some respects, if the guy was actually trying to break in his house, then there might have been a good argument for self-defense. But I think the bigger point is, why does your 11-year-old have access to a firearm when you're not home? Um, I mean, and obviously, we could get into a whole debate about whether he should or shouldn't, and whether or not, you know, if somebody really was trying to break in, and your 11-year-old doesn't have access to the firearm that he knows how to use, um, you know, whether that works to his disadvantage. But, you know, I actually wanted, before we go on a break, bring up another story about guns, uh, which is a Florida man designed a gun that he's calling the quote-unquote Crusader assault rifle, and he put a cross on it and some Christian wording and says that because of that, no Muslim terrorists will use this gun because as soon as they pick up the gun, I don't know, they'll go on fire and start burning up like a burning bush or something. I don't know. To, but basically, he is selling this gun on the uh, auspices that Muslims won't use this gun because there's a cross on it, which is just ridiculous. He is aggressively stupid. <laughs> Seriously, the stupid runs deep. Seriously, guys, we've got to go on a quick break. When we get back, we'll be talking about the crisis, the refugee crisis, and we have a very special guest to help us with that conversation. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Double Great CR 93 FM, New York. 